Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance software solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm honored to be joined by 16-year industry veteran Tommy Valenzuela, Director of Recruiting at Hanson & Atkins, a leader in the auto-hauling facet of transportation. So glad to have you on the show, Tommy. Yeah, Jeremy, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate you reaching out to me. Well, uh, I'm excited to uh, get into talking about your background, You know what got you into the industry, the passion you bring to your role at uh, H&A. Uh, plus, uh, I want to save time for a question from a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Does that work for you? Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, before we dive in, I, I do this a lot. Uh, I'm curious if you have any book recommendations for the audience, anything you know recent that you've read that was impactful to you? Yeah, actually, I do. I, uh, I've actually, it's, I have it with me right here. Uh, it's Limitless by Jim Quick. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, a neighbor of mine recommended it to me, kind of teaching you how to look within yourself and, and become your, a better version of yourself by actually uh, interacting with your brain a lot more. You know, eating more brain foods, kind of doing all that good stuff. So I figure everybody can use a little brain jump, right? Yeah, well, I love that. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he speak at a conference that uh, you might have attended he last, sure did. last year? Yeah. yeah the uh, sure R&R did. conference. Yep. So, yeah, no, that was great. And I think I feel like there's a, another book that he might have maybe one more as well. I believe and, you're correct. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I have not read that yet, but I feel like I have it back here or some, one of my my shelves. So thank you for that. Uh, I will make sure to read that because I think I got it after last year. Okay. Uh, yeah. after, if after if I finished it, I'll, uh, I'll send it your way. Well, and you talk about uh, brain food and, and how important, you know, um, not just in, in reading, but even in diet. And that's a whole nother conversation that you and I might, <laughs> you know, might get into, but that's something that uh, I have an impactful book that I read uh, middle of last year that had a big impact on how I uh, live, you know, just by, you know, what I, what I eat. And it was called How Not to Die, which okay. I thought was, a, yeah, it seems like a good book to read. I, I kind of like to not die. Right. I'm going to keep yourself alive for a little bit and see a few more <laughs> a bit. I got young kids. I want to, you know, I want to see them grow up and get married and stuff. So, um, so let's, let's talk about you a little bit. You know, uh, I'm curious, you know, what your background is and, and how did you get into the trucking industry, uh, driver recruiting. Yeah. So I, uh, actually started off as, as a driver. I, uh, moved to central Illinois and, um, got a position working for Coca-Cola delivering cases, uh, just down the gas station stores, things like that. And, um, that really got my, my foothold in, into the CDL, uh, world and, and truck driving in general. Um, and it kind of moved in through the, the processes there, uh, got hired on, to uh, to be a dispatcher for a box company out of out of Indiana, which brought me to uh, the beautiful Valparaiso. So um, in there, kind of worked worked my way in the office for, for everything that I could, from uh, dispatching to outsourcing to brokering and working with three PLs, and uh, just kind of really fed into my interests and my needs uh, when it comes to the transportation industry and, and my want to always learn and, and kind of understand a little bit of everything. Um, and then that moved me into uh, recruiting. So I've been uh, full-time recruiting for about seven years, uh, director of recruiting at Hanson Atkins as of uh, October of, of last year. And uh, yeah, I'm loving it. Man. The, the, there's a passion that, that we all have, I feel, in this industry. And 
um, at every at every convention, at every show, uh, somebody always you know knows your name, shaking hand, or you meet somebody new, um, and and the passion is just it, it shows. Well, and I want to talk about I'm going to unpack that a little bit more in a second because I think you and I both recognize uh, that. Before we do though, you uh, you are a marine. True story. Yeah, and you are also from Southern California. I am. Yeah. As 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 was I, you know, we that's one thing that I always uh, appreciate because I'm sure you've heard this before. I, I always do when I tell somebody, you know, they say, "Are you from Indiana? Are you a Hoosier?" And I'm like, "No, I've lived here 20 years, but I'm actually from Southern California." And they're like, "Wait, what? Why? Yeah. Why?" You yeah. know? And I know what they're thinking. They're thinking because of the weather and the yeah. food and so on, which is all true. But uh, you know, you and I both left. Uh, you know, I was almost 20 years ago. You were a little bit short of that, but. Uh, how are you adjusting to Indiana? It sounds like uh, this is this is home. This is where family is, and you're not going anywhere. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I get the, the same thing. Are you crazy? Like, what? Why? Why? Like, what is wrong with you that you'd move from Southern <laughs> California? But uh, yeah, I, I love it, uh, especially up here in Valpo. It's it's very family friendly. So um, I've got two young kids myself, you know, and then my wife's family's from out here. So it uh, it's it's easy. It's it's good to visit. Great, great time to go back every now and again and visit family. You know, my mom and my brother and everybody are still out there in California. So um, get a little bit of that when, when I need to. But uh, there, there's nothing like living up uh, up in the Midwest. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and when I first moved uh, to Indiana, by the way, I would say uh, it's not so bad, right? Which isn't <laughs> the most compelling, you know, <laughs> testament if you're trying to, like, encourage others to, you know, come and check it out. Uh, but now uh, it's, I mean, this is home. This is, this is where I live. I'm, I'm super proud of it. It's a great state. A lot of great people. It's been very good uh, to us, business wise, uh, family wise, and friends. So, so uh, I agree. You know, Midwest is uh, is definitely where it's at. So, you you, uh, but I I, I mentioned you're a, a Marine, and I I brought that up for a reason because I know we talk about your passion for the industry and how you know your passion specifically it's 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 contagious. You know, I think you and I I both feel the same about how special. Uh, trucking industry is, you know, if you embrace the industry, right? Like if you just, if you're all in and you embrace it, it'll embrace you right yeah. back. And uh, some of my best friends, greatest relationships for, you know, close to 20 years are through the industry. W what is it about trucking that, that provides that sense of family and relationships? I, I honestly, I think you, you hit it and, and keep saying it's the passion, right? That there's like a, there's that fire inside, each and every one of us that are in this industry and it thrives and, and you can feel it. So when you're, when you're talking with another individual at, at some of these events or, uh, you know, the trade shows, it resonates. So you, you kind of gravitate towards that. So, and I think that's, that's just what it is. Some people are made for it and some people aren't. The trucking industry is definitely not for everyone. Um, it's like logistics, right? When you're a dispatcher or, or a broker, you know, you're 24 seven, you're never doing it. So um, kind of like our, our drivers when they're out there on the road, um, they have a passion for it. We have a passion for it. And I think the people just gravitate towards that. Well, and you, you mentioned uh, events, you know, um, you know, I enjoy uh, attending events. I do it often, as I know you do as well. Um, and I know you do as well, even those that are, whether they're recruiting focused or even the military. Um, what do you look for when attending some of these events? What is it that you kind of go in there with maybe any sort of any goals ahead of time? I like to learn something new. Um, I, I believe that you should kind of revisit everything maybe twice a year, um, not get complacent with, with what you're doing. So when you go to these conventions and, and these uh, these shows, learning, uh, you know, at Turning Point 
in Kansas City last year was was a, a great thing for me. It actually reignited my passion for the industry again. Uh, I think we all kind of go through through those phases where it's just like, all right, I'm done, I'm getting out of here. Like I don't want to do this anymore. Um, attending Turning Point that 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 really changed my trajectory and, and brought that that passion back into it. And just listening to you know like Charles speak from uh, from Hot Seat and, and Travis when he was up there and and you know just the different speakers that they had and the knowledge that they were willing to share with everybody, um, it, it really gave me the the passion to fight again and uh, and I love it. Yeah, I, and I couldn't uh, agree more. That's it's it's invigorating. Those guys are they're great. They 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 fit what I was saying about the the relationships and the that you have the folks from CDLI that you're just referring to uh, put on a great put on a great show and uh, and and look forward to seeing them again this year. Um, switching gears a little bit, I do want to you know I want to talk about Hanson and Atkins, right? That's that's where you are uh, leading the charge from a recruiting standpoint. You know, Hanson and Atkins is not a a traditional truckload carrier. So uh, I'm curious, you know, what makes you different and, and what can you share about the company, the culture, and 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 what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, Hanson and Atkins, I think it goes back to kind of what we were speaking about. Uh, you know, we're a veteran-owned company. Uh, Louis Atkins was uh, in the Army for, for a very long time, but he was a uh, master sergeant when, when he finally, you know, retired out of there. And it starts from the top. He, he treats every individual, every employee uh, as a family member, and it, it shows. If you're, if you're around the office, you know, Louis wants to talk to you. So um, I, I think that's that's really what sets Hanson and Atkins apart is it, it's a culture and it's a family. And you're not just a truck number. You're not just a driver. You're not just, you know, a safety person. Uh, once you join the Hanson and Atkins family, you are considered family. Um, and auto hauling is not for everybody. It, it, it's very, uh, very demanding, very labor intensive work that you get a lot of drivers uh, with their CDL that just want to bump a dock and, uh, you know, they're, they're fine with the windshield time and, and just running their hours out every single day. But uh, when you're in auto hauling, it, it takes a lot of a lot of work, a lot of responsibility, a lot of pride um, in what you do, not only safety wise, but uh, also being in control of, you know, over a couple of million dollars worth of, of vehicles. You know, those those things you're responsible for. So you want to make sure that you. Uh, you're strapping everything right. You know, you're, you're utilizing all the tools and everything that you're given and the knowledge to make sure that you're delivering that with care. And, and uh, we, we try to hire everybody to do that. It's definitely a uh, specialized, you know, sort of, uh, you know, focus. And, and it's not like you said, it's not just bumping dots. They can make some pretty good money, though. Right. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's you're looking, you know, you can do a six figure salary easy. Um, and I think um, that that's one of these things with, with auto hauling that allows you to do that. Truck drivers, I think, you know, can make money wherever they go, but you've got to really love what you do and you've got to really have a passion for, for auto hauling and, and taking um, the, the work that you're going to do and, and all that into consideration to, uh, to make sure you're doing the job right. Well, I know, uh, I think what, uh, it might have been Hanson is one of the founding members of the Auto Haulers Association of America, which which uh, Driver Reach is a member of and have had the opportunity to speak a couple of times at, uh, I think, one one live in Nashville maybe two years ago, and then, uh, and then again, uh, uh, remote, you know, via Zoom. But uh, great group. Uh, a, a lot of, I mean, it's always fun when you can go to events where they're even more intimate you know, it's not huge, 
where there's thousands of people, but everyone all, you know, speaks the same language, same challenges. And maybe that sort of leads to my next uh, question, which is, you know, you know, what are some of the recruiting differences between a company that hauls, you know, consumer goods versus auto hauling? You know, what qualities are you looking for in drivers? Really, uh, anybody who holds a CDL has a a high place in my heart. I I think uh, it it takes a lot to be able to sacrifice everything that you need to do to get out there on the road, whether you're delivering, you know, food to a grocery store or, you know, you're you're doing auto hauling. Um, With with auto haulers, it, it does require a lot more work than your late, you know, than your normal individual does when they're driving. So um, somebody who's passionate about their job, who's willing to go the extra mile and, and is very safety conscious. Uh, when you're when you're jumping up on those uh, on the trailer, you know, the hydraulic lifts and everything that are on there, if you're not paying attention to exactly what you're doing, you could hurt yourself. You could uh, cause injury to somebody else. You, know, you can cause damage to the vehicles itself. Um, and we're just looking for for individuals that are willing to to go that extra mile and and willing to sweat it out there on that Tuesday afternoon when it's eighty five degrees sometimes and, and and put in that work. So, a lot of the the individuals that I like to have my recruiters go after or look into are beverage individuals, guys who are delivering the cases and the sodas and the beers to to the stores because they're used to getting out there and putting that work in. And uh, auto hauling would be not as labor intensive as, you know, throwing cases of soda for 10, 12 hours a day, but it, uh, it still gives you the ability to get up there, get moving so that you're not just, uh, you know, just sitting in the driver's seat for, for 10 hours a day. And, uh, and you gotta, you gotta have some, uh, some intelligence because it, like I said, it's, there's a lot of moving parts, right. It's, uh, <laughs> and you're dealing with, uh, you're dealing with a lot of, uh, like you said, you know, some, some high end, uh, yeah you know, equipment sometimes. You know, yeah, it, it, it takes it, it takes some time. It's definitely something that you have to have a passion for and want to do. You know, come, coming in as an unexperienced call hauler, I mean, you're going to have to learn how to, to load the vehicles the right way. It's going to take you a couple hours the first time you get in there and do it. But once you get that down, you know, you're, you're unloading, you're loading, and you're out the door as soon as possible. But um, yeah, it, it, it takes some time. Now, can you uh, can you speak to any you know unique or or innovative strategies that uh, that you're using to stand out from your competition? Anything that you're doing today that's helping separate you? We try to treat everybody as family. Um, you know, not not to say that other companies do not do that, but it, it's important to understand everybody wants to be treated like a person, right? With the same mutual respect and, and admiration that every individual does. So one of the things that I think we do is is that when, when the phone picks up, you're not, you know, 35, 22, uh, you know, you're Kevin Mann or you're Terrell Johnson, you're, you're an individual. And that really sets us apart is, is we're going that extra mile. That sounds like a couple of your drivers that you just uh, <laughs> gave a shout out to. Yeah, definitely is. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what are some of the challenges? Of, of auto hauling, you know, that, uh, that might surprise someone maybe unfamiliar with this mode. And you kind of be like, Ooh, you better know what you're getting into. Yeah. I mean, kind of like what we were discussing, it's not your everyday job. Um, you're going to have to be willing to get up, uh, you know, three, 4am, get out there and, and prep your, your trailer to get your load ready and, and load your cars. And, um, a lot of people don't want the extra added responsibility when, when they're up there strapping those tires down, making sure that the cargo is secure, right? It's a lot different than, 
drive doing a drive in and then just throwing a couple straps in there making sure nothing falls over you know, now you got to get in there and um, understand how you're utilizing uh, the hydraulic levers to make sure that your cars aren't hitting each other or that you're not going to run into any issues so um, it, it's just all the labor intense I don't think that people who don't know auto hauling understand the amount of uh, probably the amount of time that it takes to load but not only like the the bandwidth, right? The, the brain power to figure out what you're going to have to do and how you're going to have to load it to, to not only run, you know, legally, but not be over, you know, overweight or, or over high as well. You referenced brain power. It may be an opportunity to everybody, every new hire, uh, you give them a, the, the quick book on uh, limitless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to reach out to uh, Jim Quick so you can give some copies. Right. Right. Uh, because I know, you know, we've all heard, you know, in one way or another about, you know, the ongoing you know, inventory shortages for, for vehicles. Um, has that had any impact on, on how you recruit new drivers or, uh, or is that, uh, you know, are there economic implications maybe um, surrounding auto hauling as a result? Yeah, I, I think everybody kind of felt that impact through, you know, the, the past couple of years um, where they just didn't know what was going on. There was, you know, like the supply chain issues, all that. Uh, good stuff, but the auto hauling industry took a hit. It, it's on the rebound. Um, there's not really much worry, I guess you could say, about being able to keep all of the uh, the employees running and the, the drivers out there getting their loads. Uh, we do pretty well with the with the ports and everything. And the bad thing about it is now we're getting overran, right? Everything's been sitting at the ports for so long that they're starting to come through and they need to uh, to be shipped out as soon as possible, which is a good thing to to have that problem, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, supply and demand. And, uh, so that's, that's, that's encouraging to hear. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, there, it seems that, uh, at least economically speaking, there is some stabilization here, uh, recently, at least that's, that's what I want to believe. That's, that's what I'm hearing, but you also have to kind of keep your finger on the pulse because there's a, it's a big industry. There's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts there as well. Uh, I do want to maybe take this opportunity to get into the deeper dive question. Um, this is a, a this is a question submitted by one of our listeners, and it's it's about recruiting specifically. And the the question is, what are some tactics for attracting drivers that might not be as widely utilized? Um, sounds like maybe this listener is looking for some suggestions on uh, from things that are maybe not what you hear. You know, you you mentioned trying to you know build a relationship uh, as a family, like treating recruiters as a family maybe maybe one way to answer that question is to say how do you do that mm -hmm. and it's important right i i, I think cdla drivers uh, drivers in general they, they have that inact ability to kind of know when somebody's you know blowing smoke so one of the the things that, that i've always told my team is to lead with integrity um, understand what you're saying believe in what you're saying and the individual on the other on the other side of the phone will believe it as well. So being an expert in, in what you do and, and understanding your company and actually having a passion and a want for, for what you're doing is, is going to show. So um, to kind of answer that question is, is leading with integrity. Be honest. Uh, don't sugarcoat it. If it's a hard job, if it's going to take, you know, 10 to 11 hours a day, say it's going to take 10 to 11 hours a day. Uh, it's, it's easier to be upfront and honest and uh, kind of hold that individual's responsibility with itself. So they're not coming about their three weeks on the road, like, hey, wait a minute, 
now, you know, you, you didn't tell me any of this, you know, I'm working 10, 11 hour days, my wife's mad, I can't, you know, I can't make my kids baseball game, uh, things like that. So if, if those are aspects of what the job entails, just be honest about it. Yeah, no, uh, well said. I mean, integrity, uh, just being genuine, right? Being transparent, yeah. being, being open. I mean, by the way, while that is great advice for recruiters, that's just good life advice. Yeah. Just be this way, right? Yeah. <laughs> just just behave, <laughs> be a good person, be a good human. Yeah. So um, like my wife's favorite thing is just be a kind human, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to uh, to be loved by everybody else. So just treat everyone how you would want to be treated. The old golden rule, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I and I wish that uh, if more people felt that way, we'd probably have less problems. <laughs> so, sure. And yeah. Uh, well, uh, Tommy, thank you so much for joining us. I'm, I'm grateful for our relationship and, and appreciate your passion for the industry. Jeremy, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. And remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for Taking the Higher Road. We'll